What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1070 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're going to listen in on a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Ross, who had been recently laid off. He is an expert in his field. However, he's looking to start a business by serving with his expertise and his superpower. And so we're going to talk about how to do that. And there's a lot of options. And I think that may have been a little bit of the problem. And so we're going to talk through that. And we're going to have a major breakthrough. All right, let's get to today's chat with Ross. Here we go. Hey, Ross, welcome to Ask Pat. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Pat. I'm just tickled uh, to be here with (laughs) y'all. I love that. Uh, Do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and what you do with the audience here? Sure. Um, So I started out uh, life as a a technology professional. I've been in IT, software engineering for 25 plus years. And uh, in October, um, I was laid off from my position. I'm from Dallas. Um, have, uh, married, uh, have two boys, uh, with one with my stepson has autism. My son has autism and down syndrome. So they're very, very special to me. And they've mm-hmm. taught me about a lot about love and acceptance. Anyway, uh, October I was, um, laid off and, uh, after spending about a month, uh, hitting the bricks with the recruiters, I decided I need to needed to do something a little bit different. So I decided I wanted to try and take some of the expertise that I've had as a CIO over the last uh, 15, 20 years and bring it to small business. I have a huge, huge heart for um, small, local-based business and um, been trying to get that started uh, ever since. It's been a little bit challenging. I haven't had uh, a lot of traction uh, so I hope that uh, as we talk over the next uh, few minutes that that we might uh, brainstorm and get some ideas. Yeah, well, I'd love to jam with you. Tell me a little bit more about what you can offer as a, a former CIO for small businesses. What, what are the problems you're helping to solve? Yeah, so there's really kind of three uh, areas that, that I help with. That is uh, uh, sort of operational excellence, road mapping, um, you know, uh, with a the, the big digital transformation, a lot of small businesses don't really understand how to uh, apply systems and systematize their business to scale and grow. And that's really what uh, one of the things that, that I really help business with. I walk with a, with a small business owners kind of through a, a strategy and road mapping and business improvement uh, help systematize their business so that they can uh, stop working in the business and start working on their business and get out of that minutia. Uh, so that's the first thing that I do uh, along kind of the customer service lines, along helping with uh, cash collections and, and just operational excellence in general. And then part and parcel of that, because I've had limited traction trying to, to sort of get that started because I think people understand when I did a survey, uh, with them, Mm -hmm. uh, with probably 900 of my contacts, um, it was clear that, that the people that I talked to had challenges with 
time and, and process and things were manual and onboarding. So I think businesses connect with that, but they don't really understand what to do about it. So I've added on to that, uh, started working with uh, a company called Pinpoint Local to offer digital marketing, kind of website design, SEO, technical SEO and hosting services, because I think small business can understand that they need to gain more customers. So those are the, the kind of the three big things that that I'm working on road mapping, operational excellence in, in that kind of context, and then sort of the digital marketing piece. Does that sort of make sense? Very clear to me. And I think that this is a, there's a huge need out there. I mean, I remember going to a, a, a service the other day at our local mall, for example. And when I went in, everything was just still being done by hand. And I just couldn't believe that, you know, hey, you know, we're in the 21st century now, <laughs> you know, things, right. things are changing. You're, you're, you're not keeping up here. And I see this over and over again. And even for businesses that are online, some of these websites are from like the late 1900s, it seems. And it's like, just, wow, okay, we need, we need an update here. And you know, my my daughter's dance school still collected payments by hand, and I'm just like, this must be an accounting nightmare for for everybody. Uh, and 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 how do we keep track of people who paid and who didn't? Like all this stuff. So I I I I 100 and through my own personal experience, know there's a huge need there. And what I would want to ask you is like, where have you gone to see who has these needs specifically? In other words, are you reaching out to any particular market uh, or niche uh, in, in particular to, to kind of start out? Yeah, so the, I think the easiest way for me to explain it is, is uh, kind of walk through very briefly the process that, that I went through to, to sort of identify who and what and how. Sure. So I, I think if you kind of look at the market that I want to play in or that I'm trying to really help is, is small business – probably under the hundred million dollars a year in gross revenue, uh, with maybe 10 to between five and maybe 20 employees. So in, in that sort of space, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm not, it's not, I've got three friends who are very small business owners. One's an insurance agent. The other one owns a, a staffing agency. Um, and another owns a pool company that are like perfect avatars for, for, you know, kind of the folks that I'm trying to service. So I interviewed them and then I sent out a survey, uh, to about 900 or so of my contacts and said, look, you know, what are the, I, I use the term pinching. What is the single biggest thing that's kind of pinching you right now? Um, and I got, uh, probably, uh, 15% response rate. So I've got, you know, quite a bit of data. I was surprised that I got as much response rate from the survey. Yeah, and then I took, the, and I took that and I picked another five or 10 people and I did a deep dive interview with them. Um, what really was sort of, was sort of pinching now. So that kind of gave me, you know, the, the general market, but you know, companies from five to 50 employees and say under a hundred million dollars a year. Well, that's, you know, that's a pretty big territory. Um, you know, there's a lot of gut ground to cover there. So I'm, I'm struggling because I haven't gotten any traction. I mean, I'm helping my three friends, but right. you know, they're, <laughs> they're family, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, 
it's trying to get that message out. And, and if I need to focus on a, a particular vertical, do I need to focus on insurance? Do I need to focus on distribution? Because the, what I'm dealing with, Pat, I think is deeply needed by small business. And, and you're right, just from the examples that you used. And that's consistent. It's not been a variation in anybody I've talked to or the survey data. Mm-hmm. It's consistent, like 100%. Yes, we do that. But for some reason, trying to get that traction has just been super challenging. Does that sort of answer your question? It, it does. And so I love to hear that you've had a specific demographic or sort of target market in terms of size of business, uh, how well the business is doing in terms of capital. That That's great. I would, however, be more inclined to think that a person may be more interested to work with you if they know that you are the answer for that particular business's problem. Because he, here's a lot of – here's a, like these companies are getting asked by a lot of people – to do certain things, to get online, to build their business, to, to streamline things from all over the place, right? It's it's kind of like a, you know, I think people know they need this help, but they just don't know where to get it from because there's so many different places they, they could get it from. And that's kind of what you're competing against. And a quick story here, there was a guy, and this I don't know if this is true, but it, it makes sense to me. Um, but I once was told this story and it made complete sense to me. And whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. There was a guy who invented a bug spray. And it was a universal bug spray. It could kill any sort of bug that you might have in your home. So he sold it as a universal bug spray. But he didn't sell very well because people with an ant problem want the ant killer. People with the roach problem want the roach killer. People with the spider problem like me want to just you know escape. But, um, <laughs> but the thing is like when he then took that same formula and packaged it as an ant killer, a roach killer, a spider killer, what have you – they, they sold like hotcakes because a person goes in with a specific problem and a specific need, and they go, oh, I need that specific solution. So that's why when you had mentioned, I don't know if I should go in a specific vertical, I think that would be a great place to start because here's what happens when you do that. You have language that that particular uh, business can respond to. Oh, you have uh, distribution needs. Well, I know exactly how to streamline that and make sure that in all the words that they would normally use in day-to-day business, you would regurgitate to them in a way that would start to make them go, oh, my gosh, like this is the solution I absolutely need versus a lot of the language you were using up front like road mapping and digital transformation. That's that's the universal bug spray, and that doesn't resonate with somebody who has manufacturing, packaging, and distribution problems, right? I mean it's the same thing. But when you start speaking their language, people start listening. I think it was Jay Abraham who said if you can define the problem better than the target customer, they're going to automatically assume that you have the solution. And what's kind of cool is you kind of have your, your, your pick of kind of where you want to start, and it may be with one of these three that you've already helped uh, because then mm-hmm. you can kind of dive into that. And, and, and what's cool about this too is, is, is people who have an ant problem who solve that ant problem share the solution with other people who also have an ant problem. Meaning right. if you are the person who just helps any small business insurance company and you become known as the small business insurance company guy to help with small business uh, insurance road mapping and digitalizing – I like uh, – digital transformation right. speaks really well. Digitalizing a small insurance company's business and bringing it to the world that we live in today – well, I mean, people start to share that with everybody in that space because they all know each other. They hang out with each other. They go to events with each other, and this is how you can begin. Now, this this doesn't mean you would have to forever pigeonhole and lock yourself into 
becoming that person, but that's just where you start. And a couple things happen when you start to grow in that vertical. You either love it so much that you can't even imagine doing anything else and stay there and you just own that space or you get the systems down and you go, okay, this is very similar. This insurance business is very similar to this kind of business, so let me go there next. A person who owns a CrossFit gym is very similar to a person who owns a yoga studio. And then you can kind of start to kind of go a little bit more horizontal from there. And that, that's when you're starting out, that's what you need to do. And, 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 and so what I would recommend doing, and I'll stop talking here to get your response in just a minute, is picking a vertical and getting one new customer in that vertical, like just going there and positioning yourself as that person to help that particular kind of company Learning that, like, in, like it's so amazing that you're doing these surveys, by the way. Most people wouldn't have gotten that far, and it's great that you have those skills. Now do a survey in the insurance space, and I'm just using that as an example. But then you right. can start hearing their language of, oh, I have this specific need for my insurance business. And you can take that problem and go to somebody else and go, hey, do you have this this problem? Oh, my gosh. Like, you're speaking my language. You're in my head. How did you know that? They're going right. to they're, they're know you have the solution for it. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I think I get wrapped up with, well, this is this is applicable to any business that's in, mm-hmm. you know, sort of this space that's that's trying to to optimize, grow and scale. One of the things I wanted to ask your opinion about was was a part and parcel of that mm-hmm. is focusing on sort of the a, a package of offerings, which is why I started sort of doing some of this digital marketing stuff, websites and SEO. I think like with my insurance agent friend and my uh, distribution center friend and the, and the pool company friend, they understand they're trying to get their customers in, you know, their zip code plus the surrounding zip codes, let's say, you know, they're not trying to be national. And I thought that that was sort of a good uh, package or product offering that could I, that I could use as a lever to get into other markets as well, because the reality is everybody's, I mean, you've got to have a website, right? You've got to have SEO. Yep. So there's kind of that piece and then create this offering specifically in a niche. I mean, what, what are you, what are your kind of thoughts on that? If I'm making sense. Is that the biggest problem that they have right now? I think it's a great offer. I mean, it's an obvious offer, right? It's like right. that's something everybody needs. Again, going back, but is to that what, the biggest pinching thing that they've got right now? Right. So, what I would recommend is is picking that vertical, like you said, solving their most important problems, the thing that's just been killing them, and and, and that they've always wanted to do. And if you can solve that problem for them, well, that, then guess what? They're going to want to work with you more to do these other things. You so so that that's one way to go about it. Or you pick that. Uh, thing that you were just talking about and and you become mm-hmm. that guy hey you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna not focus on the other things right now i'm just gonna be the local get more customers guy i will help you get every single customer that is in your region who wants your thing to find you and you become that right. guy right and 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 that's that's your market and of course that then allows you to go into different spaces um but that's a that's a very again that that's a very specific uh solution for a very specific problem. So you could go either way. I don't know which one, and, right. and, and in terms of which one you do or start with, it might be a test, it might be a, you know trying to get one customer with the, the one vertical thing like I talked about, or try to get a customer in this thing and just kind of see what you're most excited about, or maybe it's your gut that you listen to. 
but you have to kind of pick one and, and focus on it. And it's when you go, oh, I'm the universal, like I'm the right, I'm right, the repairman right, right. for everything. Well, I don't have to repair everything. I just have this one, you know, my refrigerator broke. I'm going to hire the refrigerator guy. Right. Focus. Don't, don't dilute what I'm trying to do. Right. Because then I'm not going to do anything very well. You said it better than me. And that's, that's important at the start. And the cool thing about that is you, 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 you learn so much by even just trying to get like literally one client, work on getting one, serving them. Even if your systems aren't in place right now, that's okay because you're learning about how what their needs are, how they work, how they re- how they reply, how they comment, how they respond, what their payments are, and how much they have to spend, and what their needs are. And then you can then you can make a decision. Okay, do I want to keep going green light, or do I want to kind of retreat and go back this other direction? Because I try that, it didn't work. When when you try to do everything at the start, it, like you can't get any customers to test out. So. Okay, I I get that. I really connect with it. Cool. The the next challenge that I would that I would ask is how what do you feel would be the best not best? What would be a a really good approach to get those that kind of offering in front of other people? So let's say for example, we'll, we'll use my insurance friend because I was working with him this morning. Oh, cool. Um, so I've got this solution. I've got this, you know, streamlining kind of package or offering that I've, I've now put together. I said, I, you know, this is, this, this will, this widget will solve this problem for you. And it's a really big pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. How, what is, what do I put that on my website? Do I offer that as a, the, the challenge is now that I've got to use a megaphone or I've got a figure out a way for, yes, my insurance agent friend can give me referrals, Mm -hmm. but how do I get that in front of enough eyes that I can get traction on? Does that, am I You're asking a great question because, you know, you already have this relationship with your friend. How are you going to get other people to even sort of find you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, with your insurance friend or anybody that you move forward with, especially with something so important as the work that you are offering them, I would definitely make it clear when you when you have your price points and your offerings to go, here's how much you will save or uh, as a result of, of implementing this so that there's a clear dollar value. Not every industry has that, and, and it seems like what you are able to help people with, there are numbers there that are going to be very clear such that a person can go, whoa – it would be stupid of me not to say yes to this situation because look at what I'm going to get on the other side of it. So just making sure that's always known. And on your website or wherever you start reaching out to people, I would actually uh, at the start have it be a very non-automatic thing, meaning whether it's a contact form that you'd have to go mm-hmm. into your email to see you know, people reaching out to you to get you know, a, a consultation or whatever, I would imagine that at the start, it's going to require a lot of FaceTime or one-on-one time or a phone calls to start having these conversations. And then you can, what's cool about this is like, you might be happy with just five clients. Like I would also reverse engineer, how many clients do you need to do what you want to do? You might not even need a website, to be honest. You could just phone call or reach out or go to an industry event and make connections with people and just those clientels alone, you, you, you may not even have to worry about a website to start. And this is this is a very common thing. We, we think we need a website that has you know uh, 10,000 visitors a month to succeed when really you could just go 
uh, direct to the people who have that problem. And if they have that problem, if you can regurgitate their problem back to them in a way they will resonate with, you don't need a website. You, you, they will go, whoa, okay, how did you know I have that problem? I've been looking for a solution for so long. There are also groups of, of – this is the nice thing about niching down too and, and staying in a vertical is that people in that vertical talk to each other and have places where they go and talk about their problems. Um, some of them have – influencers that they trust to go with you know to go and get recommended um information so if, if you could build a relationship with that influencer in that space perhaps there's a person helping people in the insurance space who who you can connect with who might love mm -hmm. to work mm -hmm. with you and go wow look at like i found this guy his name's ross he will help you with all your back-end needs to digitalize everything you're doing and i know that's not what i normally talk about so i wanted to invite ross on my podcast and start talking to you about this and if you end up working with ross here he is. He's giving me a little commission, that could, and, and that could be a win for everybody, right? So it's not necessarily always direct to that person on your website. Sometimes it's just direct to that person wherever they're at and also direct to the person that they already trust. So it could be an influencer in that vertical who is helping those people build businesses and or helping them in some other way um, that you could become a resource for and kind of, you know, so sometimes it just takes one person with a little bit of clout in that space to recommend you. Uh, and if you do have a solution that they could really help out with or that, that would really be helpful, then, you know, again, like I said, it's a, it could be a win for everybody. Yeah, that's a great idea. The, the thought of actually getting an influencer in that vertical space and, and talking to them about doing blog postings or, or, uh, yeah, be on their uh, podcast. Podcasts. Help them yeah. out too. Like, offer them value. Maybe they might have a little insurance business of their own. And, and if you were to send them like a one page, hey, my name is Ross. I noticed you have this thing. I love what you're doing here. Here's my superpower in this space. And I wanted to just show you something that I've been working on that I think would be really helpful for your business. You don't have to use it, but I just wanted to offer it to you because I love what you're doing for the community that I'm also trying to serve. Here's my plan for you. This is how I streamline things. This is this is how you can save 30% efficiencies in your business. This is where you can cut costs. You may be doing these things already, maybe not, but hey, this is my love, and I just wanted to share it with you. By the way, happy to talk more about this to your audience of other people building these businesses too. Let me know if you, if you, if you, if you want me to come on the show. So you've given them a lot of value already by kind of showing your superpower and how it reflects and helps them, um, they're, they're, I mean, most people want to reciprocate when you help them out in that way. And people have done that to me too. People have gone, hey, Pat, like here's what I've noticed about your website. It's not converting very well probably, and here are five, five things you can do to better convert it. And then now we're like best friends because they've helped me out and I've helped them out in return and, and we've just built and grown a great relationship from there. So use that superpower of yours. You've, you've had a ton of experience and I think that, um, not that you're devaluing that, but you should you should take advantage of that and in and, and, and these connections with influencers that could be used very wisely there. Right. So, OK, I, that's I think the, the great idea. And then the, that's a great idea. The, the next thing that just like immediately popped into my mind yeah. as, as we were kind of talking about that was, OK, so let's say I'm only going to have five five clients. I'm still trading time for dollars, right? Uh, how, and I know that's the, you know, we need to kind of get some traction first. I need to get down the road and I'm thinking about step 457 instead of step two or three. But what does that look like if, if I want to start not trading time for dollars any, you know, once I get to that point, does that 
makes sense. Me- makes complete sense. So it's definitely something that – and a lot of people come to me because they're like, Pat, how do I get passive income? And I go, okay, you have to get active income first because passive is the last step in the whole process. So how do you get passive? You get passive by – uh, streamlining your systems, becoming more efficient in the work that you do, and you can do that in several different ways that would take your time away from those processes. Number one would be to use software or other services to help fill in those gaps for people. And it sounds like you're already working with a company called Pinpoint Local, I think, that right. can help with that. So like, you're not building the websites. You're not doing those things. That company's doing it for you, uh, for them, and that that's like, great, you're, you've already started thinking about this. So what else in the client to expert relationship where there might be some uh, places where you can go. So maybe it is, for example, uh, you know, hey, Google Analytics. Like normally I would report with you how things are going, but from this point forward, I'm going to give you a login so you can go in and see all your stats for you and here's the link and what what have you. Um, The other part of passive is, well, even if it does require a human, um, that human doesn't always have to be you. You can hire people. You can have uh, virtual assistants and, and, and executive assistants help with a lot of those other things to, again, remove yourself from the process as much as possible. The other part about this is upkeep. There may be some instances where you are uh, keeping track of things for them, but it doesn't necessarily require a day-to-day sort of interaction with those people. So, And this is where you can you can start to fall into the holy grail of income, which is sort of that recurring income. So, hey, I will do this for you for $3,500 to set everything up, and then for right. $500 a month, we're going to have right. a, you know, a look-over fee or something like that so that I can just you know send you a report every, every month to make sure everything's good, and that's something that you and or somebody else or software – can create for them, but they're going to have that knowledge of oh, you know, I'm I'm paying a um, you know, maintenance fee, or you might want to come up with a better name. But that's where ongoing income can come from, like after a one-time setup fee. And it sounds sounds like that sparked something in you. Yeah, it did. So it's the the immediate go-to I went when I when you started talking about that was like, okay, so I can do a little bit of discovery work, kind of spend a little bit of time with you, add some value right up front. Uh, say here are kind of the things that that I see we can do to to get you off the ground. Here are the specific offerings, you know, one or two things, widgets if you want to call them that, that will help fix those problems. Then, as an ongoing basis, since we've kind of built this roadmap for you, you know, Mister Insurance Person, let's map this out, and then you can take this off in bite-sized chunks, and then on a you know small reasonable if you want to call it a, a subscription or a retainer or whatever word you want to use we'll come in and you know occasionally help you out with this problem or that problem or this report and kind of do an assessment am, am i reading you right yeah that's great i love that um and you know the space better than i do so you'd be able to understand sort of what to say and how to better position it and it might take some work, and this is why you try it once with one person and one client even before setting up a website because they may they may not even be interested in that. And then the most important thing when you pitch and you share these things, whether they get involved or not, you try to understand their objections. Oh, well, why wouldn't you want to do that? Oh, well, you know, I think I, I would imagine that after this thing is set up that it would just kind of run on its own. And you would probably internally go, ha ha, probably, you know, here's why that's incorrect. Now, you wouldn't laugh like that, but right, you would, right. you know, you would have an answer for that. And right, right, th- right, then, right. then with client number two, you'd go, now, I know what you're probably thinking, that you could probably set this up one time and it's all automated, but I'm going to tell you why that's not true. 
because X, Y, and Z. So the client number one essentially helped you guide with client number two, and then you kind of just continue to learn as you add on more clients. And then maybe over time, you have an assistant that helps a person onboard, and they get a little chat with you, but then after that, somebody else you've hired to train does all these things for you. So literally, you can just work on the marketing and building relationships to bring more people in your system, and, and then you're off and running. Perfect. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that that gives folks the ability to have some value up front to see uh, specifically what, you know, I offer, what I can help them with, and then gives me an opportunity to put the systems in place to to sort of eat my own cooking, right? Mm -hmm. Put the systems in place to to grow and scale. So I'm not necessarily the, the constraint in my business that I'm trying to fix for for others. That makes perfect sense cool. to me. This is great. I think, I think, um, you know, I hear a different tone of voice and I, I feel like you're excited. Hopefully even in being a little more iterative, this is even sort of relieving a little, a little pressure off your shoulders to, to kind of go big, go website, go all in on that and, and really start focusing on the clients and having them help guide the next steps for you. Yeah, I absolutely, this has been like a huge help and just the conversation has, um, really sparked, uh, quite a few ideas, uh, of what I need to do to proceed. Awesome. Ross, that's, that's fantastic. I'm so happy to have helped. And, uh, I, I think everybody listening perhaps has learned, you know, sometimes we need to slow down and, 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 and go, you know, baby steps first to really help us accelerate in the future. And I think that's, that's kind of the theme here. So, um, do you have a website now or, or where can people kind of keep track of what you're doing or, or see what you have to offer if, if anything? Yeah, so um, I have, I'll just give you quickly two uh, websites. My personal website, what I call Systems Sherpa, right? I'm the cool. digital system Sherpa, um, is ross-sievertson.com. And you'll probably need to, you know, R-O-S-S-S-I-V like Victor, E-R-T like Tom, S-E-N like Nancy.com. I have a complicated last name. <laughs> and then um, DallasDigitalSolutions.com, all one word, is my um, my lead-in for Pinpoint Local. And then, of course, PinpointLocal.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you, Ross. I, uh, I'm glad to have helped out. And maybe we can check in with you in the future and catch up and kind of see how things went. Is that okay? Yeah, you bet, Pat. Thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, the time to to chat with you today. It really has made a difference. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. I hope you enjoyed that coaching call. Ross, good luck to you. I want to wish you all the best, and I look forward to catching up with you again in the future so we can see how you've implemented these things. And remember, people have an ant problem. They want the ant solution. And uh, I live in San Diego. There's a huge ant problem here because we're basically on a giant ant hill. But anyway, that's another problem. But if any of you have a problem, see that segue there? If any of you have a problem in your business and would love to get coached by me just like I coached Ross today, all you have to do is go to askpat.com. And I appreciate you because guess what? You can apply there. And you can even see the other episodes in the backlog as well for the show. And I just want to say thank you because you guys uh, – this. This, this show wouldn't exist without you, obviously. So here's what you do. You go to askpat.com, then you subscribe to the show, and then you just sit back, relax, and listen to all the great stuff. And I look forward to serving you there. Um, and the application button uh, is right there on that page too. Thank you so much. Team Flynn, you're amazing. Team Flynn for the win. See you in the next episode.
Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.